You're listening to the Woman Angler and Adventure Podcast, part of the Waypoint Outdoor Collective. A lot of my friends and my family members are glued to devices, and I just want to get out and have fun out in the outdoors. On today's episode of The Woman Angler and Adventure, we're wrapping up our series dedicated to introducing new people to the sport of fishing, adults and kids alike. We started out with a chat with Jeannie Lilienthal, followed by Pat and I from the Future Angler Foundation. And last week, we chatted with Joe Simons from Salt Strong, who's on a similar mission. This week, we're wrapping up the series on a seriously high note. The most positive note that we could find. You may have seen today's guest YouTube videos floating around. I know we've definitely shared at least a couple of them in our Woman Angler and Adventure Facebook group because she does such a great job. Well, you're going to learn more about the up-and-coming fishing star, Avery Rose. Young Avery is from Canada and has made it her mission to get kids involved in fishing. So today you're going to hear about what drives her to do what she does. And she also shares some pretty darn good tips that we can all benefit from. So check it out. Welcome to the Woman Angler and Adventurer podcast, inspiring real women with a passion for fishing and the outdoors to go get their adventure on. Now, here's your host, Angie Scott and Barb Carey. We're so happy to have you on our show today, the Woman Angler and Adventurer podcast, and we could not think of a better guest to wrap up. We have a series going on about introducing new people to sport fishing and kids, so you're the perfect guest to have on to wrap up our series on a very positive note because we're super inspired by the things that we've seen you doing on your YouTube channel and other social media platforms. So thanks for being on the show today. Well, thank you for inviting me to do an episode with you. Yeah. So for listeners who aren't familiar with who you are, can you give us a quick introduction on how you got into fishing and why inspiring young people to get into the sport is so important to you? Well, so I've been fishing ever since I was around seven days old. (laughs) And my family just both sides of my family were very into fishing, and so they introduced me to it. And if anybody who don't doesn't know what the Bassmaster Classic is, it's a um, tournament, one of the biggest bass fishing tournaments there is out there. And so my family went there, I think, two years ago for a vacation, and it was held in South Carolina at the time. And we went there, and when we got back home, I was so excited to tell all my friends because I live in a small town on the north shore of Lake Erie. So I thought they'd all know what it was because we are a very big fishing community. But none of my friends, only two or three, knew what the Bassmaster Classic was. And it inspired me to try and get more kids into fishing because I wanted them to have the same experiences 
I had when I went to the Bassmaster Classic, and I wanted them to learn new things and get outdoors, and that's what really inspired me to start doing this. So how how often do you actually get out fishing? I mean, I'm I'm standing here where I grew up, and I was able to fish all the time when I was a kid. How often do you actually get to get out on the water? Oh, I get to go out on the water a lot because I am literally two minutes, not even two minutes away from the boat launch in my town. It's down my street, so I can I can either launch my boat there or just fish the pier that's there. So I'm I'm very fortunate and lucky because I have a very good fishing opportunities really close to me. You mentioned the Bassmaster Classic. I got to go to the one just this past, uh, well, this year, I guess, in Knoxville, and that was my first experience, and that was so cool. And I, I watched your video from the 2018 Bassmaster Classic. What a cool experience. I went to the one in Knoxville as well. Oh, cool. Well, I, I missed you there. I was... I was only there a couple days, but I was running around and trying to experience and take in as much as I could. So, Where you live, Avery, you're by some pretty great bass waters. I've watched a couple of your videos on some of those huge Lake Erie smallmouth bass. Do you find yourself wanting to possibly compete in tournaments in the future that could lead you to participate in the Bassmaster Classic? I think so, because I love bass fishing, bass Sport fishing is one of my favorite things to do. And also, I'm a very competitive person. I play competitive hockey as well as fishing. So I think that tournaments in bat fishing is something that would be good for me because it not only has fishing, but it will help the competitive side of me. So I think that bass fishing tournaments is something that I will do in the future, but I got a few more years before I start doing that. You know, around around here, there's a lot of fishing programs and tournament fishing programs that are starting in schools. Um, like there's a lot of high school fishing and college fishing. Is there, do you have anything like that around where you live? Are there high school fishing programs? There are high school fishing programs in a few of the schools near me and I'm actually trying to get a fishing program in the elementary school I'm in. I'm in I'm going into grade eight, so it's gonna be my last year in elementary school. But I think that it would bring something new to the school and a lot of kids would have so much fun doing fishing stuff and it's perfect for my school because my school is also two minutes away from the water, so it's a fun activity, and I just think it would be great. I've I've been trying to talk to the school board because you aren't allowed. We are uh, as of now, we aren't allowed to go on any field trips near the water. But I'm trying to allow fishing in in the schools. I've ta- I've had a meeting with the school board, but I haven't got it approved quite yet.
That's great. You know, I think what you're doing, what you're trying to do is just on the right track because the younger you can introduce people to fishing, the better. And so if you can get them involved in the elementary school age, the more likely they're to get involved at the high school level and beyond. So that's kudos to you. So Avery, I've I've read on uh, your Facebook page that you got a new TV show coming up. Why don't you tell me about that? Well, my dad and I decided that we would apply to have a TV show on Bell 5 TV. And I had actually done an interview with them, I think it was last spring. And so we decided that we'd apply for the TV show. And you have to write a whole TV like application page, and so telling about how many episodes you want, air time, and stuff like that. And so we applied, and we got approved. And currently, we are filming episodes right now this summer, and I'm pretty sure they're going to air sometime this winter. Awesome. Does does your dad do all your video editing? Because your the stuff on your YouTube channel is amazing, and I'm thinking we might need to hire whoever that is for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my dad does all the editing and the videography because he is he actually does this for a living. He makes corporate commercials and videos for companies. So when we decided to do my YouTube channel, it was very convenient for us because he already had the equipment and stuff we needed. And he's just a great editor, and I'm glad I have him on my side. (laughs) Without him, I don't know if I'd be going very far with this. (laughs) Well, yeah, his work is amazing. So kudos to your dad. And, uh, you know... I I haven't really talked about this much on our podcast yet, but watching your videos and thinking about everything that your dad does to help support what you're doing, uh, I was thinking about my dad. You know, when we were kids, I don't know how he did what what he did. I mean, we're out there, we're getting our lines tangled all the time. He was just constantly having to bait our hooks and untangle and everything. And yet he still managed to catch the biggest and the most fish. And, uh, you know, if, 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 if I had to call anybody Superman, uh, I think the, that title needs to go to my dad and you probably feel the same way about yours. Oh yeah, definitely. Because he he not only helps me with video stuff, but he does help me with like tangles and getting the line ready for the day and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. definitely he is the Superman of my family. <laughs> I've seen some uh, some of your videos, and you usually have some advice about people for fishing with kids, and no better person to give that advice than. Uh, somebody in your age category. So to our viewers who maybe haven't seen some of your videos, what are some tips that you have to tell people to kind of have better success fishing with kids? Well, one of the most important things is to focus on the kid instead of of your, your fishing, because if you focus on 
them when they fish, then they will become uh, better fishermen and they will have more fun because they won't be struggling less. Like she said, her dad is helping them with the tangles and everything. And if the parent focuses on, on the kid instead of fishing, the kid will learn more and be able to have a better experience. Another tip I give is fishing derbies are great. The kids' fishing derbies are great for young kids. And that's because they're, they're super fun. I love kids' fishing derbies when I, when I used to go very often. And because they don't only have the fishing, but they have prizes and fun activities to do, like face painting and special games. And there are also volunteers who help kids out. And they can not only teach the kids, but they can teach adults uh, new tips on how to help their kids out on and off the water. And I think fishing derbies are just really, really great for kids fishing. Those are two of the best tips I could give. Another tip is worm catching. Worm catching is super fun. So you go if you're planning a fishing trip, you go out the night before, and best time is when it's rainy and dark outside and the worms come out, and then you take the worms and use them as bait. Those are the three best tips of mine for taking kids fishing. Uh, another one I saw that that I really liked a uh, tip that you shared was fishing with a, a long shank hook. I think it was a size eight, maybe or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. And and you know you're you're less likely to like gut hook the fish that way, so you can easily take them off and release them back into the water and not have to worry about hurting the fish, which is really yeah. cool. They're a yeah. lot more healthy this way, and you can catch lots with the long shank hook because it's like like you said, the size eight hook is super tiny. So it's good for sun fishing, and sun fishing is also uh, is also a great fish to catch when you're taking kid fishing because they're small and there's lots of them, and it's easy to catch them. Like you can just use a worm and a hook, or if you wanted, I've caught them on just little big heads and not even using bait. Mm-hmm. So sunfish are a great fish to go for when you're taking kids fishing and also uh i i believe i did another tip video uh on ice fishing rods yes and so ice fishing rods are great for little kids because they're they're not big enough to really maneuver those big huge seven foot rods easily and uh, that's because they're way taller and they're just too heavy for the little kids so ice fishing rods are great because you also you aren't using a push button rod so you don't have to make the transition from a push button push button reel to a spinning reel so i think ice fishing rods are great for taking kids out fishing too that's a great suggestion. Now, I've seen videos where you're rocking a bait caster. What was that learning experience like for you? How did you pick that up? Because you look like you're just mastering that thing. And it took me a while, honestly, to learn that. <laughs> well, it was very tricky at first. Like, I got a lot of bird's nests and 
Yeah. It, it, it took me a while to get used to it, but my dad obviously helped me, and after about two or three days, I had gotten pretty good at it, and I was just really casting it in my backyard, and to learn how to pitch using a bait caster, I was also casting in my backyard, too, using a bucket as a target, so if you... We're trying to learn how to use a bait caster. I would suggest just casting in your backyard or or in your front yard or, or if you have time on the water. But before you go on the water, you should have a little bit more practice so you don't get those bird nests all the time. And you'll lose a lot more fish if you get the bird nests. So it's easier if you just practice in your backyard while while you're learning to use a bed caster. That's great advice. Yeah. You know, you're you're such an inspiration for young people. Like what I mean, what really drives you to to inspire your peers, you know, kids your age to get out and and start fishing? Well, what drives me most is a lot of my friends and my family members are glued to devices. And I just want to get out and have fun out in the outdoors. And I think I want other people to do that more often. And I and and our sport fishing, sport fishing is not very big. Like I said, when I got home from the Bassmaster Classic, pretty much no one knew about it. And I just wanted people to experience. Amazing things like the Bassmaster Classic through fishing because fishing you can meet lots of people, you can enjoy new experiences, and I just wanted and and you you're outdoors, you're not always glued on those devices. So mm-hmm. I just wanted people to see what fishing can do for a person in their in their life. So I wanted to get more kids into fishing to grow our sport so that they weren't on devices all the time, and so that they can experience new things and meet new people. That's what really drives me. I've, I've seen you uh, use devices. Now, the devices I see <laughs> that you're working on is this hummingbird side imaging. I've seen uh, how you're uh, kind of showing how that works, looking for transitions. Um, yep. How... How uh, experienced now do you think, how confident are you in working with these electronics and trying to figure them out? I mean, I know a lot of grown-ups that are out here still trying to figure out the side imaging, and you seem to have it down pretty good. Well, um, my dad helped me out a lot with those electronics, and also, just got to read the manual, because <laughs> I know I don't like reading the manual, but you just got to read the manual, and if you have peers help you out, you have people who know how to do it help you out, so I went out with Paul Castellano, and I've been out with J.P. Rose and Simon Frost, and they taught me all how to use the graph, and they showed me how to work them, and if I didn't have people who knew how to do it, and if I didn't have a manual... Man, I do not, not know how to use those electronics. <laughs> well, 
Well, what what would you say is the number one pe- thing that people, us old people, could do to help with your mission, getting kids involved in fishing? The number one thing is just take a kid out fishing. It doesn't have to be necessarily family members. It could be your neighbors. It could be a friend's kid. It could be it could be any kid. Just take a kid out fishing. That's my advice. That's that's great. And you know, we we had a uh, Joe Simons on our show. Who I don't know if you're familiar with him, but there that they, he mm-hmm. runs this company called Salt Strong down in Florida, and that's one of their big missions is getting kids out fishing. And one of the big things that they they propose is just have give a kid a dip net. You know, you're not catching fish, but, you know, have them go out and catch little minnows or whatever. That's just as exciting to a kid. You know, it doesn't have to be a giant fish, just a a little bluegill, a little minnow, whatever. That's just as exciting to a kid as anything. Yeah, my little brother and sister did a creek near my house, and they loved to go, they bring a bucket and a net, and they love to go swimming in the creek and catch little minnows and frogs and stuff like that. Like you said, they love doing that. Mm-hmm. I think I, I'm not a big fan of going in the creek because I don't like frogs, but <laughs> I'll, I'll stand on land and try and catch the little minnows and fish from there. <laughs> I'm right there with you. I, I don't want to be in a creek either, Avery. And I love being in my boat. And I see that you have just made the jump to have your great Alumacraft boat. That must be uh, pretty super exciting. Oh, it's so exciting because my last boat I was in was a 12 foot fiberglass boat. And it was really way smaller than the one I have now. It's really like a big canoe, pretty much, because it's so tippy. And when we were trying to film videos with the camera gear and stuff, it freaked me out a little bit sometimes because, like I said, it was really tippy. So the move from the next, from the last boat to the next boat, it's really comfortable and it goes a lot faster, which I enjoy <laughs> because because then I get to go to my fishing spots closer. And I just really like my new boat because it's really comfortable. And I'm super lucky to have this opportunity of getting a new boat like the one I have now. I grew up fishing in an aluminum craft boat. That's what my dad had. It's a... Uh, like a early 80s model Lumina Craft, but that's what I grew up fishing in. So it's it's really cool. Congratulations on that. So do you got do you got a name for your new boat? Because I know it wasn't wasn't your last boat named uh, was it Storm Stormtrooper or something like yep, that? Yeah, my my last boat was named Stormtrooper, and I still don't have a name for this one. <laughs> okay, all right, you got to come up with something good. <laughs> My last one was black and white, and I'm a big Star Wars fan. I love Star Wars. I uh-huh. always have. And so my dad and I were debating what it should be, and, and then we thought Stormtroopers. So uh-huh. we, we named it Stormtrooper, but I don't know what my new boat's 
what the name is yet. All right. Well, you'll have to let us know once you name it. So, <laughs> did you have to take a class to learn how to drive a boat? And I also see that there's some limitations on the size of motors that you can use. Is that a is that how things work in Canada? Is that what your uh, what your yeah. rules you have to follow? I know you fish the states a lot too, but tell me about what you had to do to be able to actually be so good at driving that boat. Well. So I had to take an online course to get my license to drive it. So I took the online course, and then you have to pass a test. And then, so once you have your license, um, there's a not really a more there's not really like a school that teaches you how to drive the boat. The the whole test and licensing is mostly water safety. It's teaching you water safety and stuff like that, and what lights and the stuff and buoys you need. And so my dad was the one who taught me to drive a boat because, like I said before, there's not really any schools or anything that can teach you how to drive a boat. So my dad and like my grandpa taught me how to drive and so I'm restricted to forty horsepower motor because twelve to sixteen is forty horsepower motor and then when you're sixteen I don't believe there's a limit of horsepower over sixteen but right now uh I'm restricted to a forty horsepower and under twelve you're restricted to a 9.9 horsepower motor. Well, you seem to get around it pretty good, fishing that big water on Lake Erie. That's uh, that's quite an accomplishment. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, I get around it on Lake Erie really quick compared to my last one. <laughs> I mostly, I live on the inner bay of Lake Erie, so I'm like five minutes from Longsport, so where I live. It's mostly swamp area, and and it's just, like, all largemouth bass. I don't fish a lot of smallmouth bass because my last boat was, like I said, restricted to 9.9, and I couldn't leave Ender Bay. I had my restrictions because it was a smaller boat. Now I can leave the Ender Bay, but I still I have to be with an adult. And it's it's a lot easier now because in my last boat, Long Point Bay is full of weeds, and my motor was just bogged down with weeds, and it was hard for me to move the boat. So it's a lot easier to fish Long Point Bay now with my bigger boat. Well, we look so forward to following you and the path that you're on and everything that you're doing to inspire young kids to get out and get into the sport because that's what the industry needs right now. And especially you being a girl, like we are, we just love what you're doing and cannot wait to see you fish in one of those major the Bassmaster Classic and and winning it and uh, we'll be right yeah. there. Kudos to you and everything and your dad and his support and everything that you guys are doing. Um, you know, we can't wait to share your story with our audience 
and we'll continue to follow you and hopefully we'll have you back on the show again at some point just to, to see your progress with the TV show and everything. Thank you well, so much. Well, thank you so much for oh. having me here. Well, good good luck to you and we'll be, we'll be looking for your big fish picks and uh, stay safe out there on the big water. <laughs> okay, maybe we can fish together. Hey, that sounds great. I love Lake Erie. I love big water. I'm fishing Lake Michigan today, so I'm a great great lakes junkie myself. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much, Avery. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening. Now go commit to taking at least one new person out fishing. How about by the end of this month? It doesn't have to be a kid. It can be a family member, a neighbor, someone you work with. It doesn't matter. Just do it and apply some of the great tips Avery shared to make the experience super enjoyable to them. And hopefully they'll want to do it more and more. So Barb and I just got back from iCast in Orlando. What an experience. We hope you've been following along on the Woman Angler and Adventure Facebook page. There's going to be much more to come on that, so stay tuned to the podcast. Thanks again for listening and for sharing these episodes. More big things to come. See you next week.